Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hi, this is Rob Paulson, voice actor, and you folks are listening to The Nerdy Show. Don't you have good taste? Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. I'm your host, Cap, and with me is... John. And Kristen. You guys haven't been on the show in a while, and this is an impromptu recording. Um, uh, This particular episode of Nerdy Show is a community update. Basically, uh, we have an abbreviated schedule at the moment, and so so we needed to do an episode to kind of catch you guys up on what's going on with the Nerdy Show community and all the coming events for February, as well as the movie marathon support drive going on right now. We've got a lot of things to talk about. John and Kristen were in town, and they just attended the uh, Harry Potter event at Universal. They need to come up with a better name, because that is literally the, the current name, is Harry Potter event. Oh, or, so they couldn't come up with Star Wars weekends, even. And yeah. no, I think it was like Harry Potter celebration or something at really best, silly. I, it's, it's messy, <laughs> at best. Well, so, so we're going to be talking about the Harry Potter celebration uh, and what, what happened there. It's basically the Universal Studios equivalent of uh, the Star Wars events that uh, Disney has. And the first time they've ever tried to do something like this. And then we're also going to be talking about a bunch of community stuff. For example, the, the movie Marathon Support Drive is going on right now. If you're just tuning in to Nerdy Show for the first time, uh, this is a terrible episode for this to be your first exposure to Nerdy Show. This is, this is a very utilitarian episode. But if you'd like to listen and, and learn what John and Kristen have to say about the Harry Potter thing, uh, go nuts. But I'm going to say a bunch of stuff that might not make sense to you. The Movie Marathon Support Drive, every month, Nerdy Show has a baseline minimum of costs we have to meet to keep the entire network alive. And uh, we like to play fun games sometimes. So this movie marathon support drive is uh, donations from you, generous viewers, uh, that we also put towards a, a competition between viewers to curate a 12-hour maximum movie marathon where we watch videos along with everybody else. And they all have different themes. So the uh, ones that are currently in the running right now, as of this recording, is the Greg Weissmanathon. Uh, where we watch all things um, created by Greg Weissman, uh, such as Gargoyles, Young Justice, oh, okay. uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Like, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know who that was, did you? Not offhand. You he's, know. he's also one of the showrunners for the, the new Star Wars series, Star Wars Rebels. Oh. And he was on the show uh, just last year, at the end of the year, talking about Young Justice. Then uh, Small Things That Cause Big Trouble, which is like films like Gremlins, maybe episodes of Star Trek, like Trouble with Tribbles. All them Tribbles. All, the, all them Tribbles. Uh, Incidentally, I guess the... Uh, Chris, did they actually weaponize those in the newest 
Star Trek film? Uh, I remember just seeing a triple around, but I don't remember if they like... Did you not see Into Darkness? It was a... No, I just can't remember. Did they pack the missiles with it at the end or something? It was a MacGuffin. They used it to, spoiler alert, they used it to revive the dead Kirk. Hmm. Right. Uh, It was stupid. I seem to have forgotten half of the film. That movie makes me pretty angry most of the time. Oh. Um, Is it because Sherlock's in it? Yeah, is it because of Sherlock? He was fine. He was absolutely fine. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the right ethnicity to play Khan, but he was fine. I like Cumberbum Hanson Batch. He did seem to pull across a nice megalomania there. Cumcatcher was absolutely fine. The writing was really hodgepodge on it. Anyway, then his box office bombs, which was uh, contributed by Joshua Mayer. He says, some are good movies that were just too expensive and or couldn't find an audience. Some are just horrible movies. You decide. Chances are good that you haven't seen them yourself to make a decision. Wikipedia has an up-to-date list of the biggest bombs for a reference. So that means we could watch movies like Howard the Duck, Bakura Banzai, Megaforce, Super Mario Brothers, UHF. The That's list goes amazing. on. Would Scott Pilgrim be part of that? Because I know it didn't do as well as people thought, which um, was a shame because it was incredible. I think it, I think it made back its money, though. Oh, womp womp. It wasn't heralded as a, as a bomb. Well, womp womp, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't do horrible. <laughs> uh, Joshua Mayer also contributed the topic web series, who says... Uh, Specifically, I was thinking of series like H+, Video Game High School, Mortal Kombat Legacy, but really can be anything that is available uh, to watch free online, since these series are usually short. And uh, we probably uh, picked quite a few for the Nerdy Show Marathon. He also contributed 80s cartoons and says, uh, I know the nostalgia glasses are tinting my memories, but I loved cartoons of the 80s, like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers. They were all fun shows, and uh, most of them contained a life lesson by the end of the episode. And I, and I had some input adding on to that is that it would be cool to include episodes from shows uh, that had films as well when possible, like Transformers and G.I. Joe. We can also do some deeper cuts like uh, Silverhawks, Droids, or even random weird stuff like Pole Position, or or even non-television cartoons like Secret of Nim. maybe. Maybe some of the obscure ones like Noozles or Fantastic Max. I don't even know what that is. <gasps> yeah, really? I don't know if anyone would be able to find it. I can find it. <laughs> Big Bad Shadow Man contributed some new topics, in addition to boosting some of his others, and thank you very much, Big Bad, such as, uh, from humble beginnings, we'll be watching movies that star big-time actors before they were the big leading actors they are today. Uh, he suggests such as uh, Clint Eastwood in Tarantula or James Carey in The Deadpool. So there's there's a lot of options there. We just uh, take somebody famous and then uh, then dial it back and maybe, I don't know, maybe even include television appearances. It's hard to say. Could uh, find their commercials. Oh, yeah. Some of those are fantastic. There's a lot of options there. Uh, he also suggested one called All the Same Players. And he's got a little bit of a, uh, a, a rule to it. Basically, what it boils down to is movies that have connections in who's working on them. He says, rule one is to take two or even three movies that have the same director and some of the same cast. Rule two, no more than two actors can play the same roles, i.e. lead actor can play the same character. A good example of this is Clint Eastwood and the Man With No Name trilogy. And uh, we've actually had a little bit of a discussion going on about what this relates to. For example, uh, lots of you know Wes Anderson movies. For He's got a very incestuous bunch of cast and characters, so that all goes together. That sounds so sexy. Very, very sexy. Hatching Phoenix suggested the Idris Elbathon. Celebrate Britain's foremost badass actor with a selection of his work in TV and film. Ooh. Joe Barter said, $20 to the web series topic, because let's be honest, it's far more entertaining when we're able to actually see what you're watching. We do our best to make sure that um, you guys at least know what we're watching in advance, but sometimes, depending on the topic, we do have to kind of dip into the bag of things that aren't on Netflix, and that can get tricky. So, uh, so yeah, web series is a very apt subject for the movie Marathon. Mauron suggested the Michael Jackson-a-thon featuring Captain EO, the greatest musical video I never knew I always needed. 
That's uh, spinning out of our conversation about Captain EO on the um, most recent episode of State of the Empire. Oh, can we what? can we get our favorite Michael Jackson fan for that one? Oh, of Chad Jamie Williams. Yeah, uh, I, uh, uh, he might be booked forever he, since he's like a famous person now. Oh. Well, yeah, he's, and he has is, actual real actors and actresses imitating him on occasion. He is so. quite the Vine star. Yes, our, our dear, dear little Chad Jamie Williams, who uh, Nerdy Show listeners have actually no con- no connection with, unless you found him independently. He does a he has a he's a friend of ours who has a um uh, a Vine meme called Chabigail. I he think is, that's how you say it, right? Which is the greatest I, thing anyone could aspire to be today. A little little fun fact, although it's not fun, it's kind of sad. When uh, Michael Jackson passed away, if you went to Chad's Facebook page, it was like his mother had died. The condolences from all of his friends and family. Like, I'm so sorry for your loss. It was incredible. Well, yeah. if if the Michael Jackson-a-thon were to win, I think that I would try to get Chad here okay. because there's no bigger Michael Jackson fan that, that I'm aware of. And he's also kind of a tiny celebrity, so that's pretty cool. Two Thumbs had a uh, a suggestion for a marathon. No one's backed it, but it was uh, it was he posted to the forums, and it's for um, Rotten Ten Percent. He says, "Now work with me on this one. Movies that are less than ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Now these are some terrible movies. We can watch them with the Nerdy Show guys as they give the movies the MST3K treatment. Hell, maybe we can take the recordings, clean them up a bit, and put them onto riff tracks." He's got suggestions such as uh, Leonard Part Six, Garbage Pail Kids, The Last Airbender, Superman Four, The Quest for Peace, Toxic Avenger Part Two, Nothing But Trouble, Virus, and The Pest. Now, I take issue with some of those. For example, I think uh, Nothing But Trouble is an amazing movie, and Leonard Part 6 is pretty great, but, uh, you know, the rest of them probably belong there. I haven't seen all of them, though. This movie, Marathon Drive, lasts until the end of January, so there's a handful of days left for you guys to decide what we're going to watch. Not very many. Not very many at all. Um, and fo- following this will be just a ordinary support drive for February, so this is your chance to spring into action. Um and uh, we'll we'll read off some uh, some messages from fans a little bit later in the episode, but uh, I figured now's a good time to to ask you guys about this Harry Potter event. You you drove all the way to Orlando to uh, yeah. to attend this Potter. Yes, yes, we did. This is, is this to commemorate the opening of the new Harry Potter section at Universal um, nope. Studios? I think it is, however, part of their plan for a hype cycle. Uh, okay. So yeah, they, hype cycle. They they fed us some interesting tidbits on Diagon Alley, which was pretty awesome. And they also decided to, of course, refrain from telling us anything that was even vaguely useful because it's uh going to be really just amazing, really uh, amazing. It's going to be magical and amazing, well, amazing and magical. For for listeners magical. outside of uh, Florida who also aren't uh, glued to the Harry Potter hype of you know Potter fans, but not fans so crazy they know everything that's going on over there. Um, obviously Harry Potter world took over most of the lost continent over at Islands of Adventure, not, you know, a few years ago, uh, and, uh, made some serious, crazy money, so much serious, crazy money that they closed down Jaws and all the San Francisco area of Universal Studios and have been building a, um, a new Harry Potter section that as Is long rumor will actually bridge the two parks with a train, um, and, uh, and Completely replicate confirm now. It, yeah. And, and, and we'll replicate more of the world of Harry Potter better than its previous counterpart in addition to that they uh, the idea is is that like they used of course scale to simulate the castle for hogsmeade uh, which is the current open one islands adventure but apparently there is going to be no real scale trickery used with the new part it's all going to be two scale massive the buildings are going to be looming over you you're going to be walking through the belly of london and then through into diagon alley so it should be literally insane. Yeah. Which is that crazy wizard's alley that you from see the first in Harry movie. Potter one. Yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah. Oh my God, there yeah. are witches and wizards everywhere. 
Yeah. You're cool. a wizard, Gandalf. You're a blizzard, Harry. <laughs> you're you're which, a blizzard. Which, little uh, known fact, that was my Halloween costume this year for everyone that doesn't She's care. not joking Wait, and seriously, you were, why? You were that meme somehow? Yes. She was that meme. I was, that was... That she was took a, a trash can and turned it into a Dairy blizzard Queen hat. blizzard hat. <laughs> and, and I bought the wizard's robes. It was my excuse to buy the Harry Potter Gryffindor house robes. You were looking and, for an excuse, weren't and you? And I was... Yep. Let me tell you how excited I was when I found out that there's a little inner pocket for your wand. Like, I was skipping. I was pond. Like, or, uh, pond. Right. <laughs> anyway, wand shaped. Yeah, it's in perfect. Fact. It's like just perfect or for like snacks. <laughs> Who's wand? My wand. <laughs> no, wand. Wand? Oh. <laughs> you, you don't know Juan? Uh, so, so tell me about this, this event, this weekend long event. Um... From what we gathered, it's um, it was um, kind of like a mini convention to some degree. It had panels and an expo, artist signings. Um, it was all to drum up excitement for Diagon Alley because it's supposed to be opening in uh, summer of 2014. So it's probably within the next six to eight months that it's going to be opening. So what they did is they had uh, select stars come by. They had uh, the Weasley twins, Neville Longbottom, uh, Seamus Finnegan, and Luna Lovegood. I'm not going to use their actors' names because I will butcher them, and you won't know. That's who they fine. Are. They don't. They don't. They will never again exist as their actor names. They That's will true. always be these Harry Potter characters. Not with that attitude. Well, after all, they're the only <laughs> Keep ones. The who, hope alive. They're the ones who attended this event. I mean, I, I'm sure they'll be perfectly fine, and hopefully, they'll have a career like Mark Hamill later. You know, did later in life as the Joker. The Weasley twins are really the best ones, though. Oh. I've heard nice things about them. They are hilarious. That, that aren't just cat noises. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so um. They basically um, did a Q&A with the actors, you know, the basic, like, what does it feel like to see your faces on big screen and, like, be a part of this magical what world? What it like do magic? What favor magic thing would you like have in real life? What, what, what drink would you drink if you drank drinks from Magic Land? Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it was. Yep. Your, your gibberish is intense, John, but I see what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah no, so, I mean, seriously, it was pretty much that bad. It, it was, was all those kinds of, like, banal, just horrible questions that nobody really benefits from knowing the answer could, to. And you, could, <laughs> and you could just see the actors' faces like, God, I'm tired of answering this question. Contorting. Like, like they have pauses. Several- um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, mm, mm. <laughs> I like some fire whiskey because it is crazy cold out here yeah it was freezing for florida these 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 blokes and ladies came from like england they're probably like oh sunny florida i can't wait it was like 40s like we're all with wind well, by, and by we com- were outside by comparison it should still be pretty pretty fucking warm for them that's like yes <laughs> yes were, yes but not they, outside they were that was like, the whole thing we like were literally in wide open and short shirts and you could just see them like shaking up there like <laughs> oh i'm so cold some sh- of them are quite small people oh shame like the finnegan's finnegan. a wee lad um, so that was the, the opening panel and a glimpse into Diagon Alley was Friday night uh-huh. at Universal at their open musical square, um, which is basically with the backdrop of the rockin' roller coaster. Or, wait, no, sorry. No. That's, that's no. MGM. Yes. yes. Former, formerly MGM, it, now Disney Hollywood the Studios. The other um, uh, roller coaster themed after rock and roll for no apparent reason, because apparently that's like what everybody wants to have in their life. Over 10 years after the other one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so Lightning strikes twice. <laughs> evidently. But this one lets you choose your music, I hear. Yep. That's what I hear, And it flashes lights to the sound. Yep. They sound just about as good as each other do. You gotta uh, love which, technology. Unless you're an Aerosmith fan. 
and then mm-hmm. that one's either better or worse. Well, so so there was the outside thing, and um, you know, once again, the only reason why we know that this is about basically hype cycling for Diagon Alley is because we pieced that together. Um, um, well, <laughs> you okay, now. Let's... Detective John. Well, I guess he what I'm saying is intelligent and smart. It's like oh, <laughs> Harry Potter event. every day. There's no real reason, but hey, we have cast and actors. And then if you ask yourself, like, well, why are they doing this at all? Then it becomes oh. They're opening this thing in summer and they aren't really going to tell you anything about it. But, you know, they're going to tease you along and get you to go and pay the monies. And then they're going to have these Q&A panels because they got these actors over here anyway to like film little like teaser trailers for Diagon Alley. So since they already were going to have them over here, they might as well make a big deal out of it and like milk all the money out of all the people to continue funding the projects. John is... A little bit perturbed, and rightfully so, because when we got the tickets, we got annual passes because we're up here pretty frequently, and I had this weird obsession with Butterbeer. I won't go on rides. I hate roller coasters and rides, so I will go to Islands of Adventure and just walk around and look at the sets and just drink Butterbeer. So we went up here for the Harry Potter event. a drinking problem. Yeah. (laughs) Um... So we went up there, um, so we just got annual passes, and apparently with the tickets, you get entrance into all these special events which you're like oh this is awesome so we woke up super early saturday because the first q a panel was at 10 we waited in line we got in line at like 9 10 and they're like oh you might not get in unless you have like a preferred pass and we're like what's that and apparently back in august they had like super special ridiculously expensive tickets for the events just for the weekend like four hundred dollars six hundred dollars in august of the prior year although they included lodging but nonetheless like you know you had to buy these crazy tickets so these people obviously were like it was like basically buying a vip ticket like they're definitely getting into all the events skipping lines so we were waiting there in the cold um, the sun, so it was like hot and cold. It was weird, and you just and we waited there for like an hour, and they're filming us, and we're all like, "Woo!" Like shaking our hands. Like that was the other thing. They like, were filming all the time. Like if you were in anywhere around Harry Potter, they had you know like a freaking camera and like a boom mic going around filming you. Like I probably, I mean, you know, normally for those, I think to myself, for those commercials for when Diagon Alley opens. I- exactly. It's yeah. like, look at all these fucking crazy idiots. Come to Universal for fucking crazy idiots. <laughs> so it's not even 10 o'clock when the standby line, which is what we were in, which is the normal citizen line. <laughs> we sold we them the call, costumes to wear. We, we call ourselves the regular people. The regular people. Right. Not and the so, VIPs. And so the people who are about the tickets are coming in at like like 10 o'clock 10 5 and they're racing and they're like yeah we're gonna go see it and we're all just standing there like what are we gonna get sit down we'd at least like to know if we can like walk and the around event the park. starts promptly at 10 and we're still standing outside because they wanted to save room for those preferred pass people uh, uh, based on what you guys have told me about this i think it's important to note that uh that uh, prior to standing in this line you were under the impression that you had tickets to this event and yes. there would be as long as you got there in time to fill up the auditorium, there would be no problem with yes. you getting in. For, for me, like, I, I had an understanding that, of course, it was one of those things they said, first come, first serve. There might not be space for everybody, because obviously if everybody in the entire park showed up, then there wouldn't be room. But what I didn't realize was that they had sold so many of these other things that, you know, you could imagine that they would almost be able to fill up the entire auditorium with just these VIPs. So it wasn't like, oh, you know, something rational like a quarter 
of the auditorium was reserved for these so VIPs. So you bought a ticket for an event that there was no guarantee you'd be able to participate in. We bought a ticket for the... And like I said, though, the auditorium had a set amount. So obviously, if everybody that went to the park went there at the one time, we thought... I guess the point is, we thought that we were competing against everybody else. But I believe that they actually probably sold almost the entire auditorium worth of special VIP tickets. Mm-hmm. So it's the percentage there. Right. Um, and, you know, so like, yeah, these VIPs came in like last minute. But we you, had to wait you got in, for you got in yeah, though, right? We, we did in. manage to get yeah. in, um, which was, of course, still hilarious because it started at 10. We were still outside in the same spot we had been standing. And then they finally started draining us in. You could hear laughs and, you know, cries of happiness coming out of the place while we were finally being let in to, to fill it to the rafters, you know? like So so we get in, finally, which is awesome. We sat down, and it was like, the, you know, the fan Q&A, and they were, you know, asking questions, getting answers. Um, And there was this, I don't know if it was a specific running gag, but there was something that I found to be terribly amusing, mm-hmm. was um when they were talking about, um in the initial Friday night Q&A um, at Universal, they were asking everyone, like, if you could have any magical animal what would it be and you know everyone's like oh pygmy puff or a hippogriff or like neville longbottom's like i'd have a dragon and like luna lovegood who i neville is a very violent person his two things that he wanted was a dragon on top of his house uh and also the ability to basically murder everyone around him with his wand yeah so um luna lovegood's like i want a cat a magical cat that would be quite terrific and she was so cute and she's like and any any question was like oh i would love pick me puff or uh, um, the magical cats i talked about yesterday and then the question came up with um if you could use polyjuice potion and it'd be anybody in the world they're like oh i'd be this like david beckham or this like <laughs> and she was like yes oh. apparently most most actors actually want to be sportsmen she was like, oh. I'm not even joking. She's Seriously. Like, oh, Hermione in Chamber of Secrets when she turns into that cat lady. Yes, I thought she looked quite nice like that. I would like to be that. I would be a cat person. And if but possible. Then I would just add different animals to the potion and just be this crazy, like, animal girl. That would be great. <laughs> Super chimeras. And it was adorable. And it was just, you could see, like, the other actors looking at her, like, oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah enjoy being a freakish polymorph unable to move because your animal parts aren't compatible and you saw what happened in batman beyond i i I think she would love it (laughs) so that was that was interesting and the q a had some pretty interesting questions and some pretty standard questions but i think the things that i was most excited for had to do with the actual world and like the sets because i absolutely love like the set design and prop design specifically when it comes to amusement parks especially because like with those teams they are absolutely insane with the level of detail that they pull off it's like not hundreds of people it's like thousands of people like they farm out specialty stuff outside they bring as much of it in-house you know like they're literally just doing the absolute perfection of the craft and it all has to be able to last for basically 20 years Mm -hmm. um so it's it's really quite incredible work so then after the q a we went and we got Butterbeer, and then we went to the Three Broomsticks to get um, food. And if you've ever been to Wizarding World, or if you've never been, if you go there, everyone talks about Mythos as this most amazing restaurant, and it's delicious. But, oh my goodness, go to Three Broomsticks. It's so much cheaper, and the food is, if not better, because it's not pretentious. You don't have to wait an hour and a half. Not like $30 a plate, and it's really good. But they had something magical. Uh-huh. We only had this weekend, which was warm butterbeer. 
And let me tell you. Typically, you don't want a warm beer. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> because it was like a surprise. Like, John gets his frosty butter bear. Because the cold butter beer just doesn't taste right to me. And like, I only just frozen. like the cold butter bear. So when we go up, we usually order a meal to share and we get our butter beers. And she was like, oh, we have warm butter beer this weekend. And I'm like, oh, really? Well, let us try this warm butter beer. And it was amazing. And it was anyone I know, because I knew another lady that went to the event and everyone that I know was like, oh, the event was great. But holy fuck, have you tried the warm butter beer? It's so good. <laughs> As it's usual, like, the only thing anyone cares about is food. <laughs> Yes. So that was great. And then we were really excited because we heard that there was going to be um, an expo on props and Pottermore and like an interactive um, area in Universal. So we went there. And, and I was thinking to myself, having been to the um, the actual Star Wars exhibit at the Air and Space Museum like over a decade and a half ago, uh -huh. that it was going to be like museum grade curation with, you know, like all of these artifacts and, you know, just a prop expo. Yeah, like a, like yeah. a real proper, you know, there'd be like, it'd basically be like walking into the Harry Potter Museum, basically, and there'd just be all of these things everywhere. Which I was ridiculously excited for because, again, I love like sets and props. So then we waited outside in, in the, the sun for about an hour. And we get in, and there's like the, the Weasley car, and while the cool. VIPs cut everybody. Okay. And then we go in, and it was this big expo, and we waited forever. There was this long line for this, and it was like two interactive displays, like one where a sorting hat, and of course, you know, they had the boy with the bleach blonde hair, and he's like, oh, "I'm Slytherin," and of course, he've gotten to Slytherin, and the person's like, "I'm a Gryffindor," and they sorted. Oh, who do you think you are, child? Child says, "Whatever the fuck, house." Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh, you're that house. There was a lot of Hufflepuffs. I was very surprised. Yeah, it, the amount of Hufflepuffs Surrounded is by Hufflepuffs. Absolutely terrifying. But but it was like really like I was underwhelmed for the wait that we had to go through. There was like two areas of props. There was the Gringotts bank bank um set, which was really cool, but you couldn't get near it. So you couldn't see it really. Then they had um the people that did all the um, the pop art for the, like the Weasley shop, they had limited edition prints there. They had a Pottermore area, which uh, is right you know ultimately wall. just for and selling. They had two, maybe three, like two by three little cases of props that were scattered. And the props they had were amazing. They had Bellatrix Lestrange's dagger, and this really only shows up in Deathly Hollows one once, and it says she's throwing it at them. But when you look at the dagger, it's terribly intricate. And actually, um, it looks like it's jade. The handle's jade. And actually, the um, the dark mark is, like, carved into it. Like, the level of detail was incredible. Like, they were talking about the Death Eaters masks, and they have two. And we saw a metal one. They had two types. They had, obviously, if you're doing move. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. 
So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You have, like, ones for close-up shots that are, like, more higher quality, and then they have the stunt ones or the background ones. Like, they're not going to have actors wear a heavy metal mask hours a day, especially when they're doing stunts when they could get... um damaged so they have plastic ones so mm-hmm. they were showing you the sword of gryffindor they were showing you um hermione's time turner dumbledore's illuminator harry uh, potter's glasses yeah they had galleons and there was a girl holding white gloves she's like each one of these was gold plated and look at the different sides and that was really cool and i they wish, literally will blind you i i wish there was more of that i was so and there was uh, so there was there was you were saying there's like basically like, in the a, middle Probably three square feet of actual real and this, props. And you expected more because they were talking like there was like they it was were a museum. Like there was more, but here's the thing that I think really kind of upset me about it was in the middle they had a merchandise area where you could buy things. And it wasn't spe- special merch for the merch for the expo. It was the merch that you could get from the universal stores, from the stores in the Harry Potter world from the souvenir shop as you ex- enter and exit Universal. It was right. nothing special for the event. It was just another place for them to sell the same merch that you can get anywhere. And that was taking up so much space. So the entire expo was essentially incredibly underwhelming. Um, I mean, it was just like, you know, once again, like sort of walked in there with the idea that there would be like tons of artifacts and that kind of thing. And instead it was just like, well, There's, here you go. Uh, it might be fun for young children, but like as an adult I who's think, interested in it, nope. <laughs> I think if you were, if you are in Pottermore, which is the website that gives you all the history and all the stories, I think it's wonderful. Um, the thing that I loved, which is something we almost missed, was today um, we went this to... This is Sunday, the last so, day of the expo. Yes. We woke up. But they're super early and like there was no schedule for anything until day of for us for normal <laughs> normal regular people we had to like search the depths of the internet so the thing they had a like a Q&A panel on prop and set design uh, for the movies and for Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade and so we sat in through that and that was really awesome I really enjoyed that um, panel very much they were talking about you know how they would take um things from the movie and the problems that they had and the challenge that they had to make it for Hogsmeade like obviously on a movie set it's going to get bulldozed once everything's over so we don't have to worry so much about like paints and stuff lasting we just do whatever works but you know when you work with a amusement park it's you have to have even more detail because people are going to be looking and taking photos and everything and it has to last so um having a great interest in that it was really cool to listen to them talk about that so I think out of everything, 
I mean, I had an enjoyable time. There were a few things I wouldn't have waited hours to do. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes down to um, the whole event, um, that Q&A was definitely worth it. And so was the warm butter beer, which I cannot speak. It's so good. But oh, as an so event, good. though, it was still like one of those things where I haven't actually, you know, gone to the Star Wars stuff, but it always sounded like that was really, really well produced, basically. And it was incredibly thorough and like basically the entire park was taken over and really, really, you know, I, I, haven't, I haven't been to Star Wars weekends either. Doug's actually taking me this year um, so we can. But, I, but that is the consensus, uh, yeah. right? I mean, it's like really, really straight up crazy stuff. So it, I guess with this, it really is hard to see what, what the real appeal was behind it. It was like, oh, they're having an event. That's cool. And oh, there are going to be actors there. So like you automatically assume like it's going to be, you know, really impressive. And instead it was kind of like, oh, this is okay. I'm not really particularly impressed by this. And oh, I'm not really particularly impressed by that. And yeah, they had warm butter beer and it was really good. But, you know, like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, um, if you guys haven't checked this out, well, there's there's days there's like maybe if the, if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out you have a day basically a day and a day and a half to uh to get a beta key for uh testing out star wars attack squadrons nerdy show has has exclusive beta keys for this brand new star wars web-based game if you like x-wing or tie fighter this is a modern web browser progression of that you want star wars dogfighting melee mayhem that's what this game is all about and we have exclusive beta keys the way you can check these beta keys out because i'm not going to tell them to you now is uh you got to listen to nerdy fm we have uh we have them in regular rotation we'll read off a number of the beta keys each of the beta keys is good for a number like a great number of unlocks so hopefully there's still some available and if those are dried up then there is one inside the most recent uh episode of state of the empire if you downloaded that episode and there wasn't one there that's because you downloaded it when it came out but i added one in afterwards so haha uh, so definitely check that out. I, I had a lot of fun playing Star Wars Attack Squadrons, and uh, hopefully there'll be more betas in the future. And uh, it's good to get in early uh, to you know to lay your claim on a cool name <laughs> and all that jazz. I'm Will Row Hood. I got I got I got the name Will Row Hood. How cool is that? Um, other nerdy show stuff today. Um, the, the, the same day this episode comes out, uh, we finally released our video from Nerdapalooza 2013. I've been saying it was coming out for a while. Hey, I was misinformed. We had a bunch of uh, technical problems behind the scenes that, uh, uh, not my fault, not my fault. And uh, a bunch of people worked really hard on getting this out finally. We, we wanted to release it all at once, and the end result was we lost the video for Friday. So that's one of the big reasons that it took as long as it did. Uh, but we actually have, uh, I mean, we have 25 full performances um, from the show, from uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, a lot of huge names, amazing shows. And uh, we didn't, we don't have everything, um, but we have a lot. And we also have um, interviews with, a, a, with I believe, 16 artists, including like the Proto Men, uh, Deathlehem, Yuri Zen, um, my parents' favorite music, lots, lots of great stuff. And of course, a bunch of appearances from Nerdy Show hosts and some, some pretty good rants with Colin and I. Uh, so if you want to check out that Nerdapalooza 2013 Relive Nerdapalooza uh, from last year, then. Uh, Head on over to Nerdy Show or, or Nerdy Show Live on YouTube where it is all archived in a playlist. Um, and, uh, you know, the reason we're doing this impromptu episode is I actually thought D&D was going to come out today, but in fact, it's coming out next week. And when it does come out, we're going to begin our uh, 
every other month schedule for D&D. D&D book three is going to be every other month, which will enable us to release a, um, you know, other role playing shows and other special content in between the episodes. And maybe maybe D&D will resume a monthly schedule at some point, but we want to make sure we're consistent for you. So it's going to be every other month. In February, we've got two events planned. Uh, we got two live events planned, one of which we're going to stream online, and uh, both of which, are, if you're able to be in town in Orlando, you're definitely going to want to come to. They're both at a, uh, the Geek Easy in the back of a comic shop, and they're both Nerdy Show live events. On um, Saturday, February 8th, we're going to be doing a live panel with comic book author Charles Soule. Uh, he's the guy who's writing uh, Red Lanterns, who made that book actually worth reading. Um, and uh, also Swamp Thing, he took over for Scott Snyder, and it's even better than Scott Snyder's, though I'm shocked that I'm saying that. Uh, he also writes an independent book called Letter 44, uh, and a bunch of other amazing stuff. The guy is all over the place right now. He's an incredible author. He's also a practicing lawyer, and somehow manages to write these books at the same time as being a lawyer. How does he do that? I don't know. Uh, so we're going, to be, uh, we're going to be interviewing him. It's going to be uh, a panel that we're going to stream. And it's also going to have some fun nerdy show lifestyle antics. So uh, if you enjoyed us uh, deciding what's going to happen via a wheel of fate uh, in the nerdy show live pilot, then you're going to want to uh, watch this. So it'll be a live episode of nerdy show comic show, basically, uh, with with a video component that's going to be coming out. uh, If you miss, if you aren't able to watch it on Saturday, February 8th at 2 p.m. Eastern, then uh, it will be online shortly thereafter, hopefully the Monday of. And then... On Wednesday, February 12th, we're going to do our first full episode of Nerdy Show Live. If you watch the pilot, that was kind of a a test run. A lot of things went right. A lot of things went wrong. Um, And uh, we're going to have a much improved episode of Nerdy Show Live recorded on the 12th. Uh, This is subject to change, I suppose, but I'm fairly certain that I can announce that now. So if you are able to be in person, that will be happening, I believe, at 8 p.m., Wednesday, February 12th, that will be the new recording of Nerdy Show Live. It's our live show in front of a live studio audience where uh, we raise a lot of nerdy hell and make a horrible mess with slime and all kinds of stuff. If you haven't seen our pilot, that'll give you a good idea of what's in store, but imagine that, but way better. Um, (laughs) I'll link to it on this episode's page. And uh, we'll be recording uh, some other stuff as well that day, but all that stuff's going to... Nerdy Show Live is not going to be streamed. Uh, The panel is going to be streamed, but Nerdy Show Live is not going to be streamed. That's going to be released a little bit later on in February. February is going to be mostly all live releases from uh, Nerdy Show itself. Other shows in the network, of course, are going to continue to come out, but but there's that. Also, we have some new video content. I don't know if you guys have checked out yet. I haven't had a chance to announce it on the show. It's called Bath Time with Eric, and it features uh, Flame On's uh, Eric, uh, who's also one of the uh, one of the guys from a comic shop. And uh, he's in a, uh, a wonderful sudsy bath, and he talks about uh, comic books and comic book movies and uh, other nerdy new stuff that he, he, that he likes. That's so, wonderful. You, haven't, you guys haven't seen this? No. no. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Yeah, it, it's, it's really good. It's a, it's a show he did a couple years ago, a couple of them on uh, a, comic, uh, a Comic Shop's uh, YouTube stream. But, uh, but we, we stole them. And, uh, and he's ours now, and it's a, it's a every other week um, video presentation. So I'll, I'll link to where you can check out Bath Time with Eric. Uh, and I would also like to announce that uh, Trench88, longtime Nerdy Show fan, longtime uh, participant in the uh, Nerdy Show community, is now our official community manager. So he's going to, more on what, you know, on, on that later, but basically know that uh, Trench is going to be having a big role in, uh, in the Nerdy Show community. And uh, if you haven't ever joined us for a discussion on the forums or on Facebook or Twitter, you definitely should. Uh, lots of us chime in there and uh, in 
Trench is going to be leading the charge and uh, and stimulating you wonderful people in the Nerdy Show community and helping us all interact more and more often in cool ways. So now, uh, now we got to give some shout outs to some wonderful people who uh, have made this and other Nerdy Show programs possible. Uh, every month we uh, we send out new cool stuff in the mail, uh, new new audio and visual perks and so on. Uh, the one that um, that's new this month that everybody gets for for donating is uh, outtakes and uh, Vegemorphs readings from uh, from our Nerdy Show Book Club episode, Go Berserk with Michael Grant, where we read um, we read additional passages from the Animorphs parody, Vegemorphs. So in that episode, we we had some of the reading, but we, we recorded way more than that. We also have recorded way more with Michael Grant, and so we've got a, a bunch of outtakes. But we do have stretch goals, unlock at $600, outtakes from our episode, uh, The X-Files Reopened, and uh, at $800, The Coup de Gras, outtakes from the Dungeons and Doritos book three prologue. It's all kinds of stuff that just didn't make it into that episode. And uh, it's a, it's a, it's good stuff. So you're going to want to boost up this nerdy show movie marathon and try to fight your way to that, uh, to those stretch goals, because I think you guys are going to want that stuff. Joshua Mayer says another catch-up donation. Here's $10 for every episode of the hex grid. Along with the donation, I am sending a big thank you to the nerdy show team for exposing me to tons of new music. Uh, And we're happy to Joshua. Hex Grid, of course, is uh, our, our nerd music show, and it's been off the air for a while now, uh, unfortunately. Hex, who co-ran Nerdapalooza, got a lot of life stuff going on. In fact, uh, this is a good time to give a special shout-out to Hex, who got married this weekend. Congratulations! Yeah, just like that. I couldn't have said it better. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations to Hex. And so, uh, if you if you were missing the nerd music fix that you got from the hex grid we actually have another show coming to you shortly from one of the driving forces behind nerdy fm our nerd music radio station uh dr Vern. uh it's a show called the nerd groove and that's going to be coming uh soon this year and it's our new nerd music program uh so uh hopefully it'll fill that void of a longing in your heart uh, Joshua Mayer also chipped in again and said, here's five bucks for the newest book club. Not sure if there's enough interest, but have you thought of letting the community pick a book via the support drive? That's a really interesting idea. I would just be afraid. There's <laughs> be very afraid. So many things out there. It is actually something that Colin and I have talked about, and I don't really know why we haven't done it yet. We may have come up with a very good reason, but I don't remember. <laughs> just forget about it. Just throw those I mean, worries yeah, away. Yeah, it, it's definitely something we could do. Um, so if there's interest, guys, let us know on the uh, book club page on the forums. Sean Hutchinson said, Hey guys, I'm getting caught up on old episodes and I'm listening to The Greatest Rivalries Microsode. One of your comments hit the nail on the head so perfectly I had to write in. He says, I've always felt like my nerd cred is lacking because while I have vague recollections of Transformers and G.I. Joe, I don't really remember that much about them. But as Hex pointed out, he was in the dark on them because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was his jam. Same thing with me. It's completely obvious to me now, but I'd never considered it before. Thanks for pointing that out. Now whenever someone asks about G.I. Joe or Transformers, I'll just deftly steer the conversation towards Ninja Turtles. Sean Lawlor said, Finally found out where to type my message in. Been listening for less than a year now, and I'm loving everything you guys produce. Keep up the excellent work. Also, all the money's on the Weissmanathon. It's good to have you with us, Sean. Glad you finally wrote in. But let us know if there's any problems using the donation box, because obviously that would be, uh, well, very problematic. Kyle Sweeney said, Greg Weissmanathon, because Young Justice and Gargoyles. I like the idea of Gargoyles and Young Justice. Now, deciding which episodes to play, that's the trick. Yeah. John Roop contributed and uh, did not leave a message, but thank you very much, John. And I want to give a special shout out to Shaded Sprider, who I called Shaded Spiriter. 
and he told me about it on Twitter. That was very but, kind. So of he's him. shaded Sprider. I'm sorry I said it wrong, dude. But he was really okay about it. He he was he was like, it's like a special gift every time someone says it wrong. But I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to say it right. It just sounds like he's a good sport. <laughs> uh, John, I I feel like in closing this episode because it's been so long, we should have only the briefest bit of SciTech news. You send me emails all the time with keeping me up to date on stuff. Yes. Um, all the time. The, the most. <laughs> I know. I know. If you hundreds. Want, if if you want, yeah, and I read them all. But if if you want to, uh, if you want more SciTech on Nerdy Show, just let us know. It gets kind of swept under the rug because of everything else that we've got going on. So it's really hard to keep tabs on. But we do really like doing it. So it's just it's just hard. Uh, so John, you're here. I don't want to don't, don't want to miss an opportunity. We should talk about maybe the most recent thing. Just 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 to help us decide. The most recent thing you sent me was very interesting. It was about how scientists are now testing the sewage in uh, in in regions to determine what drugs people are using, and it actually gives a better scope, uh, an un- unadulterated, uncensored view of just how much drugs people are doing and where. Well, and that winds up being, of course, very. I mean, how are you going to get like a real number, right? Like, you know, you can't just ask people like, are you doing illegal, illicit drugs? You know, like you obviously aren't going to get very good responses. Obviously, some people will tell you anyway, because, you know, they're idiots. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, it is definitely a problem. And so then then it just sort of came around like, well, wait a minute. Like they break down in the body or sometimes they don't, but they all get pissed out you know, in one form or another. So we can just look for what we know they're pissed out as and then discover, you know, like what the levels are. Um, and even if they didn't know, like, let's say, oh, there's exactly 5,000 people using them or that kind of thing, like they can still get an idea for when they rise and fall. So, for example, they discovered that um, cocaine and ecstasy were used extensively on the weekends in like these towns, but um, other towns, not at all. Um, they also found surprising times where like, they had expected one type of drug to be used in this city, but it actually was at way lower levels than they had originally anticipated. And so, it, you know, it allows for sort of an anonymous um, measure of, you know, all of this basically, you know, dark activity that normally you, you wouldn't have any real way of measuring ever. Yeah. So you don't ever know how many people it actually represents, but you do know generally how much and you can kind of break that down wasn't there like a level of huge spike of like adderall usage is like around finals around campuses yeah um that was actually a very interesting mess was one of the people that started doing this was actually a professor who had eventually finally found out about adderall which i thought everybody already knew (laughs) of but uh um you know adderall it's fucking incredibly popular as you know basically like the cheat drug you know for it's a study drug yeah And, and you know it's one of those things like it's generally not a particularly dangerous drug so it really winds up working out a lot of people can rationalize it's also the, it's also the it. convention drug yeah uh, it's it's uh, a certain co-host of mine uh on a certain comic show always does it at conventions because it's how he can manage to take everything in well and, and there and you he's go. always offering it to me <laughs> well, it, what, what's funny about it all is though is it you know it's like one of those things like i've never done any drugs but at the same time like even in like mass effect it's like Oh, I'm a negotiating politician and I I've met my quota of drugs that I can take. And if I really just need a little bit more and you can authorize that for me, this is literally from Mass Effect one. (laughs) Like, that's the thing that happens. And you sort of start wondering, like, 
well, if it literally doesn't have any real drawbacks, like shouldn't people start using it then because they're able to augment um, augment their actual capacities? Well, well like you can still overdose on it. Well, don't, right. like, I guess that ultimately wants. Well, to be I mean, the look problem. at astronauts. Don't they take like a crazy type yeah, of speed? Like astronaut they... speed. And I know a friend who for reentry. Who, I, I have a friend who died from astronaut speed because exactly. he was misusing it. So because the the shit is legit, you know, like you cannot eat on it because you're just freaking like going nuts. So. But, you know, for astronauts who are, you know, literally doing reentry, you know, through the atmosphere, kind of like really, really hazardous, need to be incredibly on top of everything, you know, then astronaut speed happens. So every single astronaut that's gone into space has, you know, taken what we would normally consider to be probably an illegal drug or, you know, like a pharmaceutical uh, improperly used. What is it like normally used to treat um, attention deficit disorder or something like one of those things? That's Adderall. Yeah. 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 Well, and and so then, of course, um, the astronaut speed, I think, is actually used in like weight loss or something yes. like crazy. Yeah. Um, kicks your metabolism up. So it's just it is kind of weird where we're sort of moving into this world of somewhat safer drugs still can obviously be abused. But, you know, are you competing on the same level? You might be smart. But, you know, what happens if everybody else in the fucking class was taking, you know, super drugs and, you know, now you're just a normal kid in a system where all the teachers just think that they can demand that much more from you. You know, oh, that's like, a, that could be a very bad situation. It could be, be a in. very bad situation. That's so a, this a, will help inform that kind of stuff because now a, they'll be able to see that everybody's uh, juicing. Yeah, that, that's an interesting side note to the to the article you sent me because that that wasn't really discussed in there at all. But yeah, um, it's it's too futurist, right? Well, no, you raise a very interesting point, and that's why we should do more side tech segments. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, whatevs. Anyway, if you want if you want more SciTech from from John and Jessica and everybody else, uh, then then you should let us know. Uh, so we'll we'll do them. Uh, I, I seriously, I really want to. We just we just haven't, and I'm sorry. Also, uh, real quick before we go, uh, events we're going to be at. We're going to be at MegaCon. We're going to be at Space Coast Nerd Fest, which is uh, in uh, at the Melbourne Auditorium on April 12th, 2014. A uh, small just a day festival. We're going to do a panel there, but it's got uh, Billy West and uh, George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost. So Space Ghost, Space Ghost Nerd Fest, pretty good, uh, pretty good fusion. Uh, also, of course, uh, we're going to be covering E3. We're going to be out there. I'm going to be with Aaron at uh, San Diego Comic Con when that comes back around, and uh, we're also planning on going to Moog Fest in April in Asheville. Um, it, all, all of us <laughs> we here have in no fact. idea what it's going to be like. And, and Jessica, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, it, it, a Moog Fest, which was formerly an electronic music festival, is now an electronic music festival, and basically a sci sci-tech futurism festival at the same time we got makers futurists crazy musicians like all in the same place i don't know what's going to happen i don't think they know what's going to happen yeah, uh, i'm like, pretty sure they don't actually uh, dan deacon like rjd2 giorgio moroder laurie anderson uh craft huge names in electronic music all going to be there with some extreme minds yeah it's going to be nuts so uh, we're going to be there in april in Asheville. lots more on the way so thanks for listening bye i'm cap I'm Kristen. I'm John. And I haven't decided what music's going to play at the end, so here's some music. If you want to know what it is, check this episode's page. Thank you for listening to this impromptu episode. Dun, dun, dun. Tiger pits and landmines. T-bones filled with strict nine. Parasites and tooth decay. Extinction is underway. Lumber mills and shopping malls. Jungles filled with urban sprawl. Cut down your favorite tree I knew it's filled with DDT There are too many people There are not enough tigers There are
Oh, hey, you made it to the end of the episode. Well, I've got some sexy secret things to tell you. Uh, not really too secret. I do say them at the end of every episode. But if you liked what you heard, it is imperative that you follow my every word. First, I want to thank you for listening to Nerdy Show. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows in the Nerdy Show network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com store, or, most importantly, by directly donating to the network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show outtakes, dramatic readings, images, and other crazy stuff and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. But if you really want to level up, find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming. Just visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of Nerdy Show, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show podcasts via the iTunes store, and for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. So to recap, tell a friend, donate to the show, and connect with the entire Nerdy Show network crew online. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment.